Jewish audio on Chabad.org. Good morning and welcome. Today's Tanya portion for the 16th day of Adar 1 for the leap year. We now begin chapter 30. And I would like to share with you that chapter 30 is one of two chapters which they are said to be independent chapters, which means that there is an argument that says they were inserted later. There is version one of the Tanya where chapter 30 is not there. Chapter 30 is a standalone portion, as is chapter 32. Chapter 32 deals with the love of the fellow Jew. Chapter 30 deals with humility. It's important, it's critical that we always maintain humility. It doesn't mean you shouldn't be assertive. It doesn't mean you shouldn't be ambitious. It doesn't mean you shouldn't get things done. It means you shouldn't be arrogant. You should be humble. Moshe was the most assertive, ambitious guy ever to live, and he was the most humble man ever to live. Pedic Lamed, chapter 30. The Alter Rebbe, the author, is dealing with various personality challenges or emotional challenges that people go through which can prevent them from service to God. So he talked about depression, the dangers and challenges of depression. He then talked about what we call apathy or dullness of the heart in chapter 29. Pedic Lamed, chapter 30. Eidzeis Yosem Elibay. He must also take to heart Lekayim to fulfill Maimer Azal, the teaching of our sages of blessed memory. What do our sages teach? Veheve Shval Ruach Bifnei Kol Ha'odom, the teaching in ethics of our fathers. We should be of humble spirit before all men. That's a tough one. We should feel humble relative to anyone and everyone. Now, I understand I should feel humble if I'm standing next to Bill Gates because he's got more money than I do. Ah, a little more, a little more. But why should I feel humble if I'm standing next to, I don't know, a nobody? You know, the lovely joke they tell that it's Yom Kippur. And just before the service of Kol Nidre, the rabbi gets up And he says to the congregation, if I can have your attention, I just want to share with you, I am nothing, I am nobody. Fine, the cantor walks up and he says, if I may also have your attention, I am nothing, I am nobody. A guy walks up and he says, if I may, I am nothing and I am nobody. So the rabbi turns to the cantor and says, who does he think he is to think he's nothing and nobody? (laughs) We have to truly feel humble before everyone. So the Alter Rebbe says, this is not poetry. Veheve one must be, be'emes la'mitei, in truth, God-honest truth, humble, bifnei kol ha'odam mamish, not only before great people, but before all people. Afilu bifnei kal shebekalem, even in the presence of whom we, someone we might consider the most worthless of men. We have to be humble in front of them as well. Why? Because the truth is that God creates a world and he needs everyone. If God wouldn't need that person, he wouldn't create him. That person has something that you don't have. 
The proof is he's here. But why should I be humble? I'm a big guy. So he says, Vahainu, this is actually based upon another teaching in ethics of our fathers, Alpimai Mirazao, based upon the teaching of our sages of blessed memory. Do not judge your fellow until you find yourself in his position. Or the old Indian saying, don't judge a man until you walk a mile in his moccasins. Or as the comedian said, the reason you're allowed to judge a man when you walk a mile in his moccasins, first of all, because you're a mile away from him. What can he do? Second of all, he doesn't have any shoes. How's he going to get you? But that is the teaching of our sages. Don't judge someone else until you come to their status in life. You don't know what they go through. So when the righteous person is going to judge the sinner, a good guy is going to look at someone who is not such an observant person. He's going to say, who is he? And look at him in a condescending manner, in a judgmental manner. That's wrong. Because you don't know his trials and tribulations, his environment. Kimikomo, it is his place. It is the setting of his life. The place where he works. Whose fault is it that he's a dealer in Vegas? I'm just kidding. Kimikome gave him life. His place causes him to sin. Lies Parnasasa, his living is Lelech Beshukalayim. He's got to go out there in the streets. All kinds of stuff in the streets. Velias Miyeshvekronas, he makes a living hanging out in street corners. He probably sells kosher pretzels. The Ainav Reyes Kolatayvis, and his eyes see all of that which his desire is. All of the temptations, he's right out there. You're judging him. You sit at home all day in your home office. You sit and study all day. The nature of life is, the ha'ayin roa, the eye sees, the halev chomet and the heart lusts. Even Jimmy Carter said, I lost it in my heart. The yitzrei beir and his evil inclination is burning. Kitanur. Like a baker's red-hot oven. Like a furnace. As the imagery is in the book of Hosea. So you're judging him? How do you think you would do if you had to go through the trials and tribulations that he goes through? You'd probably make him look like a tzaddik. On the other hand, conversely... Life is different. Someone who rarely ventures out downtown. Most of the day, he sits in his house. I mean, the truth is that today, the home is, might be the most dangerous area because the home has a computer. And the computer is worse than being a dealer in Vegas. Unless you're playing cards on the computer, then you're in Vegas. So, everywhere is dangerous today. And even if he still spends his day 
in the marketplace, just like the other guy. Not everyone is the same. Temptation is not one size fits all. Different strokes for different folks. Yochelies, it's possible. That this person, the judgmental one, is not as naturally passionate. He doesn't have temptations of passion. You must know that the equal, the evil inclination is not equal within every person. Yes, some people have passionate, burning evil inclinations, and some people are calm and cool and doesn't interest them. As is explained in great detail elsewhere. So therefore... Let me give the bottom line. The bottom line is that we should judge the other person the same way we judge ourselves. Ask yourself not how you do with someone else's temptations. Ask yourself how you do with your temptations. If you do great with your temptations, then you're a tzaddik. A tzaddik never judges anybody. But if you're doing not so good with your temptations, because who does? It's very easy to judge the other guy with the other guy's temptations. Like I like to say, using an innocent example. Somebody wakes up at 2 o'clock in the morning with a burning passion. Let's, let's be innocent. I have to rob the Bank of England. And he, he's going crazy. And he goes out and robs it. You say, look at this disgusting guy. He's a bank robber. It's a terrible person. Me, I would never do that. So the question the Alter Rebbe says to him, and when was the last time you were tempted to do it? Did you ever wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning and say, I want to rob the Bank of England? How do you do with the stuff you're tempted? The Yetzer Hara, the evil inclination, is not one size fits all. As we will continue in tomorrow's Tanya portion,